Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Lacey, welcome to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about Leadership Fusion. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jody. It's a pleasure to be here. My job right now is that I'm the president and CEO of Link Media, which is a news organization in Northern Kentucky. But I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I started my first business when I was still an undergraduate at Kent State University and have just been either owning or managing businesses my entire career. And that's really led me to this point. What's driven you to be an entrepreneur? I cannot believe you had a company in undergrad. I could barely pass my classes or courses. So what was the inspiration of starting directly into that entrepreneur journey? Well, I picked a major that wasn't great, right? So my undergraduate degree is in newspaper journalism, which came full circle with this new job. But at the time when I was getting ready to graduate college, there were no jobs in journalism. And I knew that it was really bleak out there. So I met some other journalism students who were starting a web design company. And this is back in the dark ages. So we were doing web design for bars and restaurants. None of them had websites and we were going out Originally, I was just hired to write copy for them. So I was going to write the website copy, but I started going to sales meetings with them. And it turns out I'm really good at sales if I'm passionate about the thing that I'm selling, which I was. I wanted to know what the menus were. I wanted to know when happy hour was, right? These are important things when you're planning a night out. It also turned out that I was the only one who could balance my checkbook. So they handed me the QuickBooks login and they said, okay, you're now the CFO of this company. And it just sparked in me this interest. I love writing, obviously, and I loved newspaper reporting, but there was this other part of my brain that wasn't engaged in that process. And really it was the business side of things, the management side of things. And I always tell people, people think you have to have a million ideas in order to be an entrepreneur, right? You have to come up with all these fabulous ideas. That's not true. What you need to do is get hooked up with people who have ideas and then you can be the person to execute them. So that has been my path all along. You know, this news organization, I did not come up with this idea. I was approached to lead it. And that is really a cool thing that someone can come to me and say, hey, I have this idea. Can you execute it? Can you make this happen? And that's that's what my superpower is, is executing on those ideas. That's such a big part of being an entrepreneur is the execution, because I love this quote that I actually put in both of my books, which I can't remember who it's by, but it's pretty much that anyone can have an idea in the shower. It's whoever dries off, gets out of the shower and actually takes that idea and create something out of it. So we're all probably idea makers, but it's the ones who actually take the idea and run with it. Those are the superpowers that entrepreneurs need to have. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote. <laughs> I'm going to steal that, I think, because it is absolutely the truth of it. There are a million people out there with ideas, and there aren't that many people who can turn those into reality effectively. And so we have to applaud our own abilities there. Well, and it's also the same thing with writing a book too, right? There's so many people who say they have a book in them, but then they never actually write the book. So again, it's that I'm going to raise my hand and become an author, which is what you did. So tell me, I know you're super busy. So why did you say yes to being a part of Leadership Fusion and what was kind of that driver? 
Well, I mean, I think I said yes, because I say yes to too many things, right? (laughs) I say yes to all the things, but really it is that I think writing for me is really personal, right? So it feels as though I'm putting myself, and I think a lot of people feel this way, right? It's vulnerable to write and to put your product out there is a very vulnerable thing. And sometimes we need that push to say, okay, let's put our money where our mouth is and let's make this happen. And I think that's really what happened with Leadership Fusion was this opportunity came along and it was like, all right, Lacey, you've said you wanted to do this. You have been writing your entire adult life, either blogging or writing for newspapers. And now I write a weekly column. Let's put this into action. Let's do this. And it it was a fun thing to take an idea that I'd had and had done a little bit of writing about before, but to expand on it because being part of a book is obviously bigger than just writing a blog post about something. So you can dig in a little bit more, you know, put some more meat on the bones, which was really fun. I remember when we first started talking that you had this idea, it was from an article that you wrote. And so tell us a little bit about your chapter and what you're going to be talking about. It's about the fact that your employees are not your friends. And I think that this is an issue that a lot of young managers can run into, young business owners, but also people like me who are, you know, what you would call a people person, right? So I love humans. I do. And I am very open with people and I like to foster open relationships with folks. But there are times when that can tip too far into being friends with people. And then when it comes time for a difficult performance evaluation or God forbid, a termination and you're firing your friend, that gets really ugly. And then that you always have employees who maybe you aren't as close with, right? Because we don't get along equally with everybody. And if you have super close friend relationships with some people on your staff and not with others, then that can breed resentment and can be a culture killer. And that is really difficult to have that culture killer there. Yeah. I remember with my team, I had a virtual team and an in-person team and just being able to provide the same management of each of those was very different because I had someone who I could like yell out my office and say, Hey, blah, 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 blah. But then everyone else I had to either call or I am and shocking. This was before zoom and all these wonderful video conference tools. So it was literally phone calls and I am and emails. And so that was even hard trying to just give everyone the same support in different areas, let alone if they became my friends. And that is so true. And I think really in the last few years, we've gone through that intensely and starting a new company at the same time I was working on this chapter was really interesting because it was an opportunity for me to put, you know, 20 years of management experience to work. And I think we get better at culture if we work at it. (laughs) Some people don't. I think we've all worked for those folks, but we get better at culture. We get better at developing that as we go along and we figure out how to use these tools. And and we have a hybrid workforce at Link and we have some folks who never come into the office. We have some folks who are in the office every day. I'm in the office three days a week because I like to work from home. I get more done (laughs) when I'm not being interrupted all the time. And then there are days when I need to be interrupted all the time because I need to have those organic conversations. And so I think it's a puzzle we're all still trying to solve, but you do really have to think about that. And you have to be really intentional. You know, it is easy just to say, hey, person sitting next to me, can you help me with this? But then you have to be really intentional about including the folks that you have who are remote or who don't come into the office as often or who are not as social. You know, we all have members of our staff who are not as social. And so you have to be intentional about including them at a level that feels comfortable, but that also makes them feel like a valued member of the team. It's all about understanding your team and what they need from you 
what you can provide them, but then also knowing their superpowers, right? So you talked about like one of your superpowers, but if you don't know your employees' superpowers, you don't know who to connect with on those projects that are going to help them shine versus just picking the person next to you or the person that talks the most or, you know, the person who you feel obligated to give it to because of X, Y, and Z. Yes. And that comes with time too. You know, again, I'm in a brand new organization. The longest anyone's been with us is six months, right? So we're still trying to figure each other out. And that was, that was really interesting for me. Like on my management team, I have two very different individuals and they need different things from me and I have to figure that out. And that's my responsibility. I think the trap that sometimes business owners or managers fall into is they're like, well, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And that's not true. I'm not a different person with these two members of my team, but they need different things from me. So the responsibility is on me to make sure that they're getting that. And that has always been my approach to management as well. And leadership is my responsibility is great. I have to be the one to make that reach, to adjust, to adapt, to make sure that I'm bringing the best down in my team. And I think that's a really important piece of being a good manager or a leader is that you just, you have to make that effort. You can't just expect people to deal with whoever you are. With the chapter, you talked about, it was really interesting for you to write this while you were building your new company. What were some other maybe aha moments during the writing that you had, or even what are some tips that you would give to a new author that's going through the same process right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's being willing to be vulnerable, right? So, I mean, in my chapter, I talk about the fact that this all came about because I got a really terrible 360 evaluation for my employees. And there aren't a lot of people who want to put that front and center. Right? <laughs> like, hey, I stunk. And somebody had the guts to tell me that and I got better and this is how I got better. But that vulnerability and that willingness to be introspective is really important, both as an author, especially if you're writing about your own experiences, and as a leader. I think those are both very important. Writing also helps me process. I think that's true for a lot of folks. So you go through an experience and if you're able to write about it, you can process it. It's why therapists recommend journaling, et cetera. So how do you take advantage of that? How can you help process through something that's happened in the workplace that you know didn't go quite the way you wanted it to, but you want to get yourself to a point where in the future, you don't make that mistake again. And I think that's a critical piece of, of, of writing about something that's happened to you. Yeah, I think that no matter what you're writing about, you have to make it relevant to you and that vulnerability, even if it is a business book, you have to be able to put yourself in the conversation and be able to show you and how maybe you've been able to solve that problem or just to get to know you a little bit better than just making it a textbook, I guess. Yes. Yes. So, so this book comes out May 27th. I'm so excited for the world to read it. What are some goals that you have for you now that you can add author to your title? Well, one of the things that I've always loved is public speaking. And I think that's something that I really want to build on in the future. I taught at the university level for five years and I really enjoyed that piece of it. So helping other people get better by talking to them about things or being a public speaker. That's really one of my goals is to increase the amount of public speaking that I do because it's fun and I feel as though I can help people learn from my mistakes so they don't have to make them. <laughs> that's my public service is here's the dumb things that 
I did. Don't do them yourself. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then just, you know, it's that lovely feather in the cap of saying, yes, I've been a writer. I've been a writer for 20 years. Now I am an author. (laughs) That's a difference. (laughs) Yes. Well, and we're going to make it best-selling author too. So that (laughs) makes it even better that you can add that on. So Lacey, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I always love having conversations with you. And what's the best way for the audience to be able to connect with you after hearing your podcast? And I will make sure we get that book in the notes once it's live on Amazon, but how can they connect with you directly? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, like everybody is these days. And then also, if you just want to email me directly, it's very easy. I'm Lacey at LaceyStarling.com. I try to make it very simple for people to get a hold of me. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Lacey, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you so much, Jody. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.